We all got skills. We have talents and we have passions. But mine, mine happens to be sex. <laughs> this is the Fun Sexual Podcast with your oversharing swinky best friend, Majesty. And I'm talking sex and all of the ways and all of the things that make sex, well, fun. Hey, y'all. What's going on? It is your favorite fun sexual host, Little Miss Majesty, a.k.a. the Play Party Princess, a.k.a. the Wholesome Hole, a.k.a. the Sexy Sweetheart, a.k.a. a fistful of fun, but best known as the cultivator of good motherfucking vibes. I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all. Um, I wanted to record this episode and as I was getting ready, mentally getting ready to like sit down and do it, the motherfucking power went out. And then the power was out for hours. Um, at first it was cool because I like it hot, but then it got hot, hot. It got like panties got soggy hot in this bitch. So um, now the power's on. Now I can sit down and record. And a bitch... A bitch got an attitude. A bitch got a little a little tood because I don't like that. Um, but you know, what the fuck am I gonna do? It's Mexico. What the fuck am I gonna do? So, um, yes, I, I I did finally muster up the whatever to sit down and actually record and get rid of my little my little attitude. See my earrings and my nails matching. I really like I really like this a lot. Anyway, um, what up y'all? I hope y'all had a great week. Last weekend, I had a really nice week. If y'all don't already follow me on Instagram, definitely follow me at T-H-E-F-U-N-S-E-X-U-A-L at The Fun Sexual on Instagram and Twitter because that's where you actually get live updates of the shit I talk about on here. So last week, um, several things happened. Number one, I hosted a giveaway because I reached 10,000 fucking followers. Um... I reached 10,000 followers actually the day that I woke up in Mexico. I reached 10,000 followers and I was hyped. And I'm well on my way to 11K, bitch. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm proud. The fact that y'all actually be listening to me and y'all think that I'm, you guys think that I'm cool. Oh my God. Can't believe it. Y'all have very low standard. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm cool. I'm pretty cool. I like to think. But no. Um, Last week was actually really fun. Um, I went to Tulum. That was actually my second time in Tulum. The first time I went to Tulum, I went with some friends. One of the last times I was in Mexico. And we just went to one of those like beach clubs. And we got drunk on the beach and ate food. And that was pretty much, that was my experience of Tulum. And I was like, it's cute or whatever. It was not something that I was like, I need to come back to this. Well, my friend that I had that was staying here with me um, for the last week, um, she has a friend that lives in Tulum full time. And that friend, uh, we went out there to go hang out with her for the weekend. And we actually had a really good time. Tulum is definitely, can definitely be a very much a party. I don't even want to call it a city because I don't even know if it's really like a city. I want to call it like a village. It's like a party village. But Tulum is also a little bit weird. My, my, my Tulum experience was just a little bit, it was a little weird for me. Um, I mean, let me, and let me explain that. 
Tulum was strange for me because we know, or let me not say that. Tulum is a, was a village, like a village town or whatever that has become, um, you know, done up. Now there's all types of apartments and stores and restaurants and clubs and shit like that, right? Well, not too deep into Tulum. Like if you're on like the, the main strip where people be taking all of their pictures and shit like that, that main strip is like a two-way street and then there's like a whole bunch of stores and wellness this and then beach club that and restaurant this and parking lot and you know that main like strip and stuff that has all the shit right um you're a little bit removed from what really bothered me about Tulum what bothered me about Tulum right is that there is where where the apartments are the people who live there where that is um there is this I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, there's a lot of poverty in Tulum, right? The people who live there and have been living there for, you know, whoever knows how long, you know, they, they still live there. And that's not my problem with Tulum at all. My problem or the thing that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable about Tulum, right, is that they are building all of these thousands of dollars, thousands of US dollars per month buildings, you know, apartment buildings to, to, to live here. And people are coming here to live there. And they're doing it literally right next to where there is somebody in like a hut that was built out of uh, CMUs, concrete masonry unit, like concrete blocks, right? There's like masonry, concrete blocks. And then there's like a little house, in the, a, little, a small little house that's basically a room with some hammocks, people cooking fires. I think they probably pee and poop in holes. It's like poverty. It's what you expect of, 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 of village, real, authentic, authentic village living. That is, you know, kind of what you expect. But they're putting the, up these like beautiful luxury condo apartment buildings literally right next to that. And to me, it almost feels like a a spit in the face a little bit to the people that live there because you know they're being pushed out for this. You know they're being pushed out. They, I'm sure people have already been pushed out and people will continue to be pushed out because of this. And so that made me feel a way. It felt like gentrification, but on a even more grand scale. And because these people are then going to be pushed out, pushed out to another village, you know, maybe anothering, a, a neighboring village or something like that. And that's just not right. You don't know how long these people have been there. And you you know. You know that when they move these people out, they ain't going to give them shit compared to what they're going to make for the land. Because I mean, obviously, why would they? But still, I don't know. It just felt wrong. And then I also did shrooms while I was there. Um, there was one day that we were there. and We pretty much shroomed most of the day. And by the end of the day, it was just, I, I just had a really... I was in a mood. I was in a mood because something about that just really did not sit right with my soul. Did I have fun in Tulum? Yes, I did. We went to a rooftop bar club, outside bar club situation. I had a pool. We had a lot of fun there. Um, we went to another spot, had a lot of fun there, ate some really good food there. I ate octopus for the first time. Octopus is delicious. Um, and um, and it was really pretty too. Then they had this like sweet potato puree. It was just, it was good. We had great breakfast food. We had good dinner food. All, all in all, I really enjoyed Tulum. But I did have one experience um, 
that was really interesting for my time here in Mexico. One thing that I have really enjoyed about Mexico is that the people are really, really nice. People will greet, even though I don't speak the language, people are still very friendly. When I go in places, people greet me. Um, you know, I greet them back. We, we communicate as best as we can. And, and I've been able to pretty much get anything and everything that I've needed since I've been here. No complaints to that part. And there hasn't been that weird, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say I haven't felt black since I've been here. Like I haven't felt like anybody cast me out or cast me aside or treated me differently because I was black since I've been here. I feel like if anything, people cast me aside and if anything, people were treating me a little bit differently or, or, or were a little bit frustrated because we have a language barrier. I don't speak Spanish. So there's a language barrier and that can be frustrating. So I, I understand that, but it hasn't been aggressive. It hasn't been like that weird feeling that, you know, I, I've experienced a lot back at home until we were in Tulum. Very touristy place, obviously. And we were at a club, me and uh, my friend and her friend were at a club in Tulum. And this white guy comes up and he's like talking to us. He's obvious, he's, he's clearly drunk. Um, he's talking to us and, and then, uh, you know, playing around. And at this point, I was already, first of all, I was on hella shrooms. I had started drinking too. And so I just wasn't really... My headspace was 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 weird because when I get shroomy, I'm 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 not service level. I'm deep in it, and so I was you know already deep in it in a club, and so it was just that wasn't the place that I wanted to be. Eventually, we ended up leaving, but like that was not the place that I wanted to be in that moment. So this man is talking to me, and he's like joking with me and stuff, but I'm not I'm not giving him any type of play at all. Um, so then he like continued to joke with me and then started to try to like flirt with me, but I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it, so I was being a little. I was being a little mean to the young man, and I should. I probably should not have been, but I just. I was not in the mood. I'm not making excuses for myself, but that was. That was why I was doing it. I just wasn't in the in that type of mood, whatever. And we're at a club, and you're trying to talk, and I can't hear you. It's like, huh? And then I'm on shroom, so what you're saying sounds like. So it just wasn't. It wasn't working. So anyway, um, he was saying something. I was like, um, he was like, you might be surprised. He said something about. He said something, he made a reference to something sexual. And I was like, you ain't got enough for me anyway. He was like, you'll be surprised. I was like, I probably won't. And then he turned around and started like shaking his butt or something like that. I was like, I don't want to see that. That ain't enough for me anyway. So we were doing that. And then I guess he got tired of me being a bitch. And then he left. Cool. Later on, I have to go to the bathroom, right? This is where the real story actually happens. So I go upstairs because the bathroom is upstairs. I go upstairs to go to the bathroom. And that same white guy is up there. Now, where I'm walk up the stairs, his back is facing to me because he's in line to use the bathroom. His back is facing facing me. Um, and then there's a couple standing in front of him waiting for the line, but they're facing him so they could see me walk up the stairs. He couldn't see me walk up the stairs. He didn't know I was behind him. So I walk up the stairs and I see him, but I wasn't going to pay him no mind. I see this couple and they see me and they... Um, they kind of, it was a weird feeling of feeling like they were disregarding my presence as I was standing there. Like they didn't smile. They didn't greet me. They, they saw me, but they didn't acknowledge me. It was like this really weird, it was like this really weird, I don't know. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Cause usually when I walk into spaces, I greet people, but I expected them to greet me when I walked upstairs. Why? Because I'm the new person in this space and you should have greeted me. I feel like you should, I don't know. I feel like you should have greeted me when I walked upstairs and they didn't. So where they were standing, there was also this mirror. 
So what did I do? After I waited about probably like a good mm, 30 to 45 seconds. And then they didn't greet me. So then I stood in between all three of them because that's where the mirror was and like on the wall in between all three of them. I stood in between all three of them in the mirror and I started adjusting and fixing my hair and putting on my lip gloss and, you know, fix it and primping myself. Cause you're not gonna, you're not gonna stand here and not acknowledge me and then act like I'm just not here. Like act like I'm not even a person standing here. You're gonna fucking acknowledge me. So I stood in the mirror and I started doing it my whatever. And I could see the couple in the mirror behind me um, kind of giving me a look. And so the white guy goes, oh, hey. So this is um this is my fiance. Uh, this is X Y Z X Y. He said and he's like this is X Y. And I'm looking at them and I'm looking at him and I just start like laughing. He was like, yeah. They're like, oh oh okay. He's like, yeah. This is my fiance. We've been engaged for um two months. But we've been dating for two years. We met two years ago at um, Niagara Falls. And so he comes up with like this full ass like elaborate story. And I'm just like, la- my high shroomy ass is like laughing and I want to like participate in the conversation, but I'm laughing. And then they're like, oh, okay. He's looking, he's like, he goes, are you surprised that this is my fiance? And they were like, no, no, no. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, and then they, the bathroom opened up. So they left and they went into the bathroom. And so I'm laughing and he was like, um, I might not have a big butt, but I'm a lot of fun. And I was like, touche, touche. Okay. And um, we left that at that. But it was just, it was the first time in my life that I've ever experienced what felt like a white person stepping up in what was made to feel like a white space and stepping up to defend me. Um, that's kind of what it felt like. Even though I don't want to say defending me means I have ties to this white person, but he was also not going to allow them to not acknowledge me. And I really, I appreciated that. That was very nice. So, um, you know, that was, that was, that was Tulum. That was, that was Tulum. Um, and we are, I, we, I am, my friend that was here left. I am going to head to actually literally as soon as I am done recording this episode, um, I am going to pack, finish packing up my bags and I'm headed to Playa del Carmen for the weekend. Um, which I'm excited about because apparently that is a city in Mexico that has a whole lot of black people that have moved from the States. So I'm excited to see some magos. Okay. So I'll be in Playa del Carmen this weekend and I'm actually going to spend the weekend with Miss uh, Jasmine Ariel, which uh, was, I believe she was my first ever guest on the Fun Sexual Podcast um, episode. I believe it was 17. Um, she is infinite and ever evolving. Um, I have so much respect and so much love for this woman. I'm so excited to actually be meeting her in person. We have been on FaceTime. We have been on Zoom calls. We have been on the phone. We have text, all social medias, and we have never actually met in person. So I'm really excited to spend the weekend with her and share space with her and, and be in her presence and bask in her energy. Um, I'll be heading there as literally as soon as I'm done, I hit in, headed that way. So really excited about that. Um, and Playa del Carmen should be pretty cool. Uh, you know, I have, I have very high hopes and high expectations. I actually, um, I don't remember if I actually told you guys, but I want to move out here. I want to spend my summer, my summer, my winters here in Mexico, and then I'll do my summers in like the States or something, but I don't ever want to be anywhere cold ever again. And so I feel like this is a great opportunity to be able to do something like that, to be by cultural I don't know I don't know how to say it or how to do it. I don't want to say bi-coastal because it ain't bi-coastal but I want to be 
I want to I want to hop around a little bit because I love to travel. Um, I love Mexico, and I literally this trip has proven to me that I can do it. So I'm going to. <laughs> um, yes. So that was that. Um, one of my friends is in Texas right now for um, South by Southwest. My best friend is in uh, Texas. And there were these flyers that she saw posted around. And so, of course, she had to take a picture of the flyer and send it to me. Did y'all know that there is an app that is basically Tinder, same type of swiping idea, but for head? Literally for head. There is an app called Hetero, H-E-A-D-E-R-O. And it is literally like Tinder for head. And so when she sent me the flyer, I thought it was a joke. So what did I do? I downloaded the app because <laughs> I needed to prove that it was real. Y'all, this shit is real. You know how when you're on Tinder and you're setting up your profile, you like, you know, answer all the questions and stuff like that and different characters, what you like and what you do and political this and do you have pets and do you have kids and all that kind of shit. So I'm going through that stuff, right? One of the questions on there was styles and the options were sensual, laid back, rough, hands-free, no reciprocation, rimming, glory hole, facial, swallowing, and spitting. Like this app is dead ass Tinder for head. Tinder for, I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's problematic. I don't know who create, I don't know the creators of the app. I know nothing about it. I just know that this motherfucker exists. Okay. And another one of the options was like, I am either eager to please or eager to be pleased or both or whatever. And I was just like, this is a real app. If I want my pussy, hey, I can go in hetero and find somebody to eat my pussy. I don't quite know if I will use it necessarily. Um, but I don't 100% want to say that I won't because I don't know. I really don't know if I would use this. But the fact that it exists, I knew about it. Now y'all know about it. You're welcome. Look at me sharing the wealth, sharing the knowledge. Mm -hmm. But that is a thing. Hetero, the app is a thing. Um, it didn't seem like there were too many people on it. Um, I deleted the app within 24 hours because I didn't want to get those notifications because I didn't actually plan on using it, especially not while I'm here. Um, but it exists, y'all. It exists. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Because there's something that I've been thinking about. There's something that I have talked to y'all about. I have talked to Instagram about. I have talked to friends about. And I have finally come to a fucking conclusion on it, y'all. I don't know what platform I'm going to use, but I'm starting an OnlyFans type thing. It's happening. What was the deciding factor? The deciding factor was meeting someone in Tulum who does OnlyFans, top 2% of OnlyFans, and realizing that she takes pictures and videos of her breast and of her pussy and of her ass, and that sponsors her entire life, making $20,000, $30,000 a month. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, bitch. I, I need to be doing. I need to be doing something like this. I need to be doing something like this because I take pictures and videos of of shit. I have a a catalog of shit in my phone of pictures and videos that could be making me some money, and they gonna make me some goddamn money. And then 
the the thing that stresses me out is that I am an exhibitionist. When I take some fire pictures, I be taking pictures. I be in my room by myself. I just it's it's one of the things that I do. It's an act of self love for me. Um, I take pictures of myself when I'm feeling sexy, and um, I'll be looking back at the pictures and videos that I take, and I'll be like, yo, this shit is fire. I want to send it to somebody, but I don't be having nobody to send it to. So I usually end up dropping it in a group chat that I'm in. Um, I'll end up putting it on FetLife. I might filter something out, or if it's not too raunchy, I might put it on Twitter or on Instagram or in a close friends or something like that. But I'll be posting it in these places where I ain't getting nothing but attention and likes. I don't want that. I want money. So I said, if I can continue being an exhibitionist and taking my pictures and videos and show them to people and get paid for it, it's a win-win for everybody. You want to see it. I want to show it. You going to pay me and I'm happy to receive your money. It just feels and sounds like things are just where they need to be. So that is up and coming. Um, I want to try to launch, I want to figure out which site I want to be on because there's OnlyFans. Then I've also considered doing a site like a, um, there's a black owned one that is very new and up and coming. It's called Excite Bunny, um, e, um, X, um, S-I-T-E Bunny. Um, and so I've considered doing that one because it's got some other, just some other friendly options and, and the fact that it's black owned makes me want to use it more. Um... You know, then there's the options of doing like free pages. There's Snapchat Premium. There's fucking the Clip One Mini Vids. Like, there's so many options for sharing the media that I just don't know which one I want to use. I don't know if I want to do if I want to start doing personalized clips. Do I just want to do a subscription kind of thing? Like, I've just I, there's a lot of options for how I can do this, um, and I'm not sure which route I want to take at the at the moment. Y'all see me playing in my hair. That is really because I need my hair done. I've been here for, for a couple weeks, and, and usually I would have gotten my hair done by now. My hair just looking crazy, and I'm doing whatever, doing what I can, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, that is up and coming. I want to have that out and launched by the end of, by the time I leave Mexico, I want to have that out and launched. So that's, like, really, like, a week and a half. Um, I was actually going through my phone today. Um, between last night and today, I was going through my phone, uh, looking at pictures and videos, um, just flagging the stuff that I, I can use and put onto my OnlyFans, just flagging it so I can move, you know, start getting things posted up and, you know, cropping or editing or doing whatever I need to do to the stuff so I can get it uploaded. Um, and it's funny because as I was going through that content, um, last night and this morning, um, I just, I just, I can't help but laugh because some of that shit is funny. And I'm trying to find out what I want my niche, my niche to be um, on OnlyFans because I don't want to just be, I don't want my shit to only just be me taking pictures of my pussy and and my titties and shit. Like I just, I want, I want, I want people to come to my my page looking for something kind of specific and knowing that they're gonna get that. Like you know when you go to Janice Hart's funny ass Janice, you're gonna see some something that's gonna make you laugh because she's fucking hilarious. You know, you know when you go to see like a darling Nikki, her stuff is very she's gives you very much pixie. She gives you very much like holistic. She you know you know you're gonna find that there. She also gives very much fat pussy and just cuteness, right? You know that when you see when you go to um somebody like a um I'm trying to think you go to like a uh, Miss B Nasty, she gonna do some some titty stuff. She gonna you know she gonna be kind of funny. She gonna be 
kind of run like you just you know you know what you're gonna get when you go to different people's um to their pages to their content and so I want to figure out what my niche is gonna be because um I don't want to just fall into the pool of everybody that's doing it and some people told me that you didn't need that you don't need a niche you can just do and I was like mm, I hear what you're saying but I'm still gonna at least start out with one and one of my niches that I wanted it to be and I'm telling y'all this for a reason I have been, I don't know if I talked about it on here. I've been growing out my pussy hair. I've been growing out my pubes, right? Um, since New Year's. New Year's was, I believe that was the last time that I waxed. Now, I've been maintaining it, you know, around the edges and stuff. But I've been rocking out with the bush out. And um, I've been doing that kind of as a radical act of self-care. But I've also, I, I not self-care, a radical act of self-love. Because every time I have removed the hair my pubic hair it was really it really was not for me it was for my partners for the people that I was having sex with at the time and so I finally felt like I get to do this for me I'm not really fucking anybody number one number two I don't care if I am you should be happy that you are having the opportunity to opportunity to have sex with me and you gonna take this pussy as it comes you gonna take this clean pussy as it comes you know what I'm saying so, um, that was, that's kind of been my attitude and, and I was really happy cause I like, I like the way pubes look. I like, I was just talking about it earlier today. I really like the look of, you know, when you bend over and your pussy is sticking out from the back, like you see ass, you can see booty hole and you see pussy lips, like fat, juicy pussy lips sticking out from the back. I like that look and I like to see it when the, when those lips are hairy. It's very, it just, it gives very like animalistic. It gives very much primal and I am into that. I am into more primal, earthy feeling, natural. Like I, I like that shit. I really, really do. Um, and so, you know, Harry Pussy gives that for me. Um, and so I enjoy that. Um, this morning I'm going through, you know, my porn, my catalog of stuff. And I saw a video of me with a, Obviously, freshly waxed, smooth, nice, pretty little pussy, right? Literally, I finished masturbating, and I came, I went into the bathroom, and I neared my pussy hair. And when I say I regretted it immediately, I regretted it immediately. I've been growing this out for three months and then I made an impulsive decision in 15 minutes and went in the bathroom and, and shaved. And I, it is what it is. So now my pussy ain't got hair on it. And I wanted that to be one of my niche, but it's fine because I still got content. I have stuff in my, in my catalog, my phone or whatever of me with it. But what I think I'm going to do is I have another vacation. I don't say another vacation, but I got a trip coming up in a couple weeks. And I'm probably going to wax for that, get it all nice, clean, smooth, start all over, and, and, and attempt to grow it back out. I think that's what I'm going to do. But um, I got a bald pussy now, y'all. Mm -mm. Whatever. Anyway, um, someone um, asked me. I'm a little, if y'all can't tell, I'm actually kind of sad about it. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. I was looking at that video and I was like, oh, my pussy looks so cute. Look at it. And then I just took the hair off. Like there were, And then there was no one here to stop me. There was no one here to be like, think about what you're about to do. There was no one here to stop me. It was just me and my impulses. Whatever. So, yes. 
Anyway, I was masturbating. Um, somebody asked me, like, you brought toys with you to Mexico? And I said, yes, I brought toys with me to Mexico. I'm going to be here for a month. So I'm going to show y'all the toys that I brought with me to Mexico. Um, first and foremost, I had to bring my favorite dildo. This dildo is called Hercules. Um, how long is Hercules? Hercules is probably, do I have a ruler here? No. I would give Hercules a good, like, a good, like, seven. I would give him a good seven. And he's, you know, he's decently thick. My fingers kind of, ooh, my nails almost match. Look at that. <laughs> With my earrings. Oh, my, maybe blue is my color. Is blue my color? I think this, this, these shades of blue are like my color. Anyway, you know, he has a nice thickness, but what I really, really like about this dildo is that um, it's not actually shaped like a dick. Like, look at it. It's kind of, you know, it has its the ridges and stuff on it. If you're looking at it, it's, it is shiny. I used a lube on it once, and then after that, it just been, it's been like shiny, and I've been kind of trying to buff that shine. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, y'all. Um, but... This is my favorite dildo because it's, it's not dick-shaped. Um, I don't really care for actual, like, penis-shaped dildos, the ones that have veins and they look like the head. Like, I don't want all of that. Like, I, you know, a nice phallic-shaped object with the right whatever is good enough, and this is good. I really enjoy, um, I enjoy, first of all, this thickness. We know that I like thickness. Um, I enjoy these ridges on here like if they're not spiraled it's a you know these are all individual ridges um and so I enjoy that feeling of it you know going stretching more and stretching more I, I enjoy that um and and honestly this this length like I don't Maj is not I don't know if this is long to y'all but this ain't I wouldn't consider this a super long dick I would call this you know maybe a maybe average maybe you know if the balls were here if balls were here, it might not even be an average size dick, but I don't like super long dicks. This is length. This is more than perfect for me. This is more, this is more than enough for me, and I'm happy with this. I could even go a little shorter, um, but this is, this is Hercules. I love Hercules. Um, this is my favorite dildo, and it's nice and heavy. Um, I don't really, you, I really don't use the suction much, so I don't even know how well he suctions, okay, you know, he suctions to this wood grain situation right here. Um, I don't know how well the suction is because it's not something, it's not something that I use very often, but he's doing really good on his table right now, so we're going to say that the suction is good. Um, I like this dodo, all right? The other, another toy that I bought, obviously, if you know me, you already knew that my satisfier Pro 2 was coming with me. Why? Because this is my favorite toy. Why? Because I love a good a good suction toy. We know this. Um, this is the Satisfier Pro 2, not the Satisfier Pro 2 Plus. The Pro 2 Plus has suction and vibration. I have that one as well. It's a little too intense for my clit. This does the job every single fucking time. I love this toy. I stand by this toy. I understand why this toy is sold out all the time on the websites that have it because this toy is the bomb and I will never stop talking about it. I love, I love this toy. So, of course, my Satisfier Pro 2 has come with me. Um, this, honestly, this used to get me off by itself, but recently, I think coming from stimulation 
just hasn't really been happening as much for me. Um, it's the stimulation and penetration that I need. It's the stimulation and penetration that I need. Um, so it's, you know, I'm learning new things about my body. I'm definitely learning some new things about my body. Like this morning when I was masturbating, I've had cervical orgasms before, right? And so the cervix, when you, if you open up the vagina and look at the cervix, it looks like a, kind of like a little donut. It's like round and it has like a little hole in the middle, a little tiny hole, but it's like a round, like a little donut, right? And so... For me, I, and I haven't done any research, I haven't really asked anybody about, you know, cervical orgasms. I just know that once I experienced it, I was like, I didn't even know I liked that. Because I'll preach not, not liking a, a good stretch and not so much depth. But I think because this dildo has a nice, like, a nice, decently, like, wide, you know, head, has a pretty decent, decent surface area for the head... Once it is in my vagina, you know, and I, I, you know, I'll like to, I really, I won't be taking all of this. Like I'll be right here. Cause this is where it feels good. You know, when, when, when the vagina gets, is tight and then it like opens up and then you get in there, right? Right where it's tight. When you play in that area or when I play in that area right there, just literally just like that, that is what feels good to me right there. That stretch right there, it feels great to me. I love that that feeling. And I can do that until I come. That and then something in my clip. But I can do that until I come because that is what I enjoy, right? But sometimes, not sometimes, when I masturbate, you know, I enjoy that. I do enjoy full insertion, but this is really, this is the gold for me. But, you know, I'll go full insertion and I'll be here. But every once in a while, the coochie gets hungry and I'll be like, and we going in there, right? And when we go in there, I'll be like right here. I'll be like to like the last ridge. And I'll be literally, I'll have it inside of me and I'll have the back of my hand on here. And I'll just take it and I will like slowly just pull. So it's not, it's not, you know, this is the cervix. It's not bang, 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 bang. It ain't doing all that. But it's doing a nice little like press up against my cervix. And then sometimes I'll hold it and then I'll just wiggle the back. So it's like kind of like, like moving against my, like rubbing kind of against my cervix. And then I'll have an orgasm that way. Um, I've probably had an orgasm like that maybe five times in my life. And all five of those times were within the last, I don't know, maybe three months, four months. It hasn't been a long time. Um, it's a very new thing for me, but I've had orgasms like that a couple times and it feels really, really good. And this morning I had a cervical orgasm actually and I am paying a lot more attention to my body and sex, um, mostly because of the two people in the last year that I've had sex with, two other people that I've had sex with in the last year who have told me that my um, that they can feel me clenching on them when we, when we have sex and it's uncomfortable. So I've been paying attention to that. What is it that makes my body do that? When, like, when do I experience that? How do I feel when I do that? You know, asking those types of questions and just trying to understand like what 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 is happening, what is going on with my body. Um, not that something's wrong with it, but, but I want to understand what it is that's making me do that. Um, so I've been paying a lot more attention to my body, what makes me wet, uh, and and other things. I actually got to talk about that too. Um, but I realized this morning that when I had this cervical orgasm, it was like a wave of orgasm. Like it was not like a, 
build up, build up, build up, flash. It just felt like it just kept going, kept going, kept going. It wasn't like, I feel like my orgasm sometimes happened. You know, I've heard people like seven minute, eight minute orgasm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, I can't do that, but okay. But I, it definitely was an extended amount of time. Usually my orgasms are, you know, are a quick thing to happen. A couple little shivers and quakes in the body and then I'm ready to go. But no, this, it, it, it extended out for a while, which was great. Um, I'm gonna go through the other toys and then I'm gonna say what I was about to say. So other toys that I brought with me, I actually showed these to you guys um, in a previous episode is, let me pop this jewel back in. It is actually my three butt plugs. Now I haven't even used these at all since I've been here in Mexico. Um, I haven't done any anal play. Cause I, as I told y'all before, I haven't really just been, I haven't been in the mood. I just haven't really been in, in much of a sexual mood. Sometimes I'll masturbate, I'll get a little horny and I'll masturbate and let that be that. But that's pretty much the extent of it. Is that a booger? That's pretty much been the extent of it. I just haven't been a horny bitch like I usually am. And then my last toy that I brought with me here is actually another butt plug that I got from Pink Hefts. Um, I used this butt plug once, um, or I used a butt plug like this once, and then I had to order one for myself because as for my anal training, this is a really nice one. Um, I haven't had to, I haven't gotten a chance to use this specific one that I ordered yet because I just haven't been in the mood. Even though I said I was anal training, I ain't been in the fucking mood. I ain't been in a horny mood. I ain't been in the mood to play in my ass, and that's just that. So um, those are the the toys that I brought me to Mexico. Now. I was saying on the podcast how I just, I ain't really been feeling horny lately, the coochie and coochie and, and I was saying that, and one of my really, really good friends that I love and adore so much was listening to the podcast, and she said, you know Adderall affects your libido, and I said, what? She said, yeah, Adderall affects your libido, like it can create, it can cause you to have low libido, and I did not know that. And um, I looked it up, and I think that that's potentially what I'm dealing with, because it would make sense, because I started taking Adderall around October, November time, um, and I feel like that's when my sex drive kind of just was like, it was like, pew, 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 but mentally, I was like, you're still horny, you still want it, you're used to like the normal things that would usually turn me on and get me aroused would be happening. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely want to have sex because this is normally the things that make you want to have sex. Yeah, you want to have sex. And then I would go into the sex and some of it would be good and some of it would be like, man, and sometimes my pussy wouldn't get wet. And it was just, it was just a whole thing. So I think that that's, I think that that's what I'm dealing with. And I don't really know what I want to do about it or how I'm going to, how I'm going to cope with that or how I'm going to, you know, combat that or whatever. But it is what it is. Um, I don't know. More to come. Anyway, now we're moving on to the Let Me Put Y'all On. So this week, I am going to put y'all on to, technically, I already put y'all on to the hetero app, but that's fine. Um, this week, I'm going to put y'all on to something that, that gained a little bit of attention, quite a bit of attention on Twitter and on Instagram this week. And that is fucking puppy pads. Hello? Hello, the fact that y'all are having sex and not using puppy pads for the squirters is blowing my mind. Y'all are still putting towels down. That towel does nothing. That towel does nothing but get fucking soggy and heavy. And if you're not drinking enough water, the shit is going to smell like pee. Why are y'all putting the towel down? You still end up sleeping in a wet spot. You might as well just not even use the towel. 
puppy pads. You fuck, you squirt, you ball it up, you throw it away. You need to put two puppy pads down, put two puppy pads. You need four puppy pads down, lay however many puppy pads down you need to lay down. Fuck on puppy pads. If you are a squirter, ball it up, throw it away, keep it moving. No West spot. And you can get a hundred puppy pads for $25 on Amazon. And I'm going to even do y'all a better. I'm putting y'all on. Okay. I'm really putting y'all on. You can get glad has, um, these, they're like charcoal activators some shit, whatever, but they have black puppy pads. Most puppy pads are white and blue and they look like a pamper and they look like that hospital shit. You don't want those. Get the black ones. They just look a lot better. If you are taking video just for your own aesthetics, get the black puppy pads. Okay. You're fucking welcome. Look at me elevating your sex life. And now I am going to add a song to the fun sexual playlist. The motherfucking playlist. What is the playlist you're asking? Majesty, what is the playlist? The playlist is a playlist of songs to play to. Okay, see what I did there? Play on words. Play on words. What's more fun than play with the fun sexual playlist? Boom. Okay. So the playlist, you can find it on Spotify. Um, look up the fun sexual podcast. You can find the playlist or you can click the link in my Instagram bio and scroll down to the bottom. And you'll see um, a link to uh, the Spotify playlist. This week, we are adding a song called Morning by Tiana Taylor featuring Kaylani. That song is very sexy. Um, it's giving It's giving girl on girl. And the video is sexy and the song is sexy. So definitely check out the song and check out the fun sexual playlist. Subscribe to it. Listen to the music. So, you know, I am putting together a whole curated playlist of y'all so y'all can get y'all y'all fun freaky on. You're welcome. And before I get out of here and head to Playa Del Carmen for the weekend, I'm going to leave you guys with an affirmation. And that affirmation is, I am, a, I am passionate about my craft, therefore I cannot fail. I am passionate about my craft, therefore I cannot fail. I know we deal with um, imposter syndrome sometimes. Talking to myself, talking to myself. I'm looking at myself in the camera and I'm talking to myself, but I'm also talking to you. We deal with imposter syndrome. A lot of us do. We deal with anxiety. A lot of us do. But we are so good. We are so talented at so many things. So many things that we won't even try things that we won't even attempt. Try the things, do the things. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. It's not possible for you to fail. It's not possible for you to fail when you are passionate about something, about something that you're doing and you're willing to make it work. How can you fail when you're willing to make something work, when you're willing to do anything that you have to do to make it work? You cannot fail. And so with that, I'm gonna leave y'all. I love y'all. This is my little heart. And I'm getting out of here for the weekend. I will see y'all next week.